that between old school kids and this new wave of rap bags. I don't take sides. Welcome back, Rebounders. You're here today on the Inoffensive Rebound, the podcast that's better than Drake whispering in your ear. I'm Timmy Breakaway Bunker, and alongside me, Stuart Sutherland, right? Now, sideline today, the, the focus of our discussion is on the race to the eight and LeBron James. And before we get into racy LeBron and the racy eight, hoop growth. Of course. Now, with International Women's Day just passed, hoop growth is celebrating by offering hoop growth's traditional range in both pink and light purple packaging. To get your hands on this great addition, head to hoopgrowth.com.ph. Excellent. And just making sure we'll keep the rest of the 364 days of the podcast Completely female-free. Of course. Now, Sideline, as we alluded to earlier, it's uh, it's really come time in that NBA season where things are heating up. And I'm not mm. talking about playoffs. I'm talking about LeBron. Of course. So, as we know, rebounders are probably aware, this is LeBron's final contract season with the Cavaliers. And there's been a lot of talk about what he's going to do next season. Where's he going to go? Whose hearts are he going to break? Is he going to do a new decision special? Oh, I'd, I'd like to think so. Maybe a 30-minute special. This time I thought the hour was slightly too long, but it was still very you know, entertaining regardless. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and this week, LeBron came out, or there was some word on the street about the four teams that he might sign with. Well, what are the four teams? Uh, would you like to have a guess? Uh, I would like to guess with the Philadelphia 76ers. Correct. I'd like to guess the Los Angeles Lakers. Correct. Uh, obviously, the Cleveland, Cleveland Cavaliers have to be amongst the four. Yep. Uh, he wouldn't be thinking about a return to Miami, would he? He would absolutely not. No. Uh, tell me, where's the fourth team? Houston Rockets. Of course, yes. So linking up back with his very good fraud, uh, good friend, sorry, Chris Paul, who was a fraud. Yes, he was also a fraud. Uh, I'm sure that friendship would end dramatically and very mm. quickly if LeBron was to go there. But those are the four teams that apparently he is pondering. Yes. Uh, noticeable absences, of course, being the Clippers and Golden State. Yes, definitely. Now it's interesting because some cities have actually taken it taken a bit of an initiative to try and convince LeBron to sign with their respective teams. So, of course, it started with Philadelphia. So there were a few uh, a few individuals who bought or, you know, rented billboards around the, the city of Philadelphia. One with a photo of LeBron James saying, complete the process. Oh, that's quite clever because obviously trust the process is their actual mantra at the moment. Yes, that's right. And complete the process with LeBron joining them or... Yes, yeah, so a picture of LeBron joining the team. So it had a number 23 with the kit, with a crown on it uh, kind of amongst the Philadelphia current starting team. Very interesting. And then also another sign that says Philly wants LeBron. So okay. a more straight to the yeah, point. Yeah, right, straight to the point. Like, And then I think there was another one that said, we'll suck you off, LeBron. Yes. Uh Three blowjobs on offer. Okay. So they're you know, not unlimited, but still three is three. Three is pretty good. Yes. And then I noticed this week the Lakers matched and potentially upped that uh, display by also putting on their own billboards. They certainly did. Now, they had one that said Cleveland and Philly, you can't compete with LA, and then had the great hashtag LABron. Oh, instead of LeBron, LABron. La the yes. French Bron. Of course, yes. Uh, so I would agree by saying that does outdo the Philadelphia billboards, mainly because of the great hashtag. Yeah. Can we just step back for a moment and just think about whether billboards are actually effective in making anybody want to come to a team? I mean, for my mind, I think they're probably the laziest advertising tool. Well, we did see the Staywood issue in Utah. Of course, they, the Utah fans were trying to keep Gordon Haywood in Utah, and they put around signs around the city saying Staywood, obviously a play on the... Surname of... Haywood. Haywood, yes. Or he just got offended thinking they'd misspelled his name. Yes, which is exactly what happened in the end when he moved to Boston, thinking, these fans don't respect me, they don't actually know who I am, don't know what my surname is. 
So I wonder if they've got the same issue in LA with La, LA Bron misspelling his name there. Maybe that's already kind of ruled He's the pushing, Lakers out of the race. pushing away, really. Yes. The other thing is the fact that LeBron, like a lot of wealthy NBA players, he's got a driver driving around. He's got tinted windows. He's probably not even looking outside. Oh, no, no, He's got his eyes fixed inside the car, counting his cash, looking all the titties amongst around him. Of course, swiping on Bumble. Yeah, going through Bumble. Why would he be looking out at billboards in other cities? And why would, even if he did, why would that impress him? Yes, I don't think I don't think it does anything for you know LeBron's push to move cities, and I think if they're going to buy a billboard anywhere, buy it at the airport where he lands his private jet. Absolutely, uh, and just generally sideline. You were telling me earlier of your great ideas to lure the great LeBron to your team. What what are those ideas? Yes, of course. So if I were to try and lure LeBron to the Clippers, I would start by offering him the biggest contract of all time. I think that would be a great place to start. Money is usually pretty good with these. That's things. a great place to start. Uh, I would and, also. I'm sorry, just when you say the biggest contract. Time. Do you mean in terms of money or just a giant document that yes. just spans for pages? <laughs> just a real big novelty chair. <laughs> okay. That's what LeBron is all about. And I mean, obviously, we've seen some recent graffiti on LeBron's house in LA. So I would offer to provide some uh, new street art for LeBron's house. Okay. I think that would be a very helpful thing to get uh, LeBron over there to the Clippers. Okay. What would you offer LeBron if you were trying to sign him? Um, I think it's all about these days. You know, obviously he had the decision, which was his yes. previous TV show. Now we're all about uh, sort of internet webcam shows yes. where athletes such as Tom Brady they have sort of a, a show just set in their house. Yeah, I would offer him that. I would tell him that I will just videotape him constantly, um, without telling him or his family. Just watch him at all hours of the day and wouldn't upload that because that mm. would be a breach of his privacy. So if we're, if we're talking about doing maybe the decision 2.0, yep. do you think obviously LeBron's been a little bit disappointed with the season so far with the Cleveland Cavaliers? Do you think we might also have a, a one-hour special with The Regret or something similar to kind of allow LeBron to air his grievances? Yeah, I think I mean an airing of grievances would be very positive for LeBron and mm. to identify those teammates that he thinks suck Yes, um, and just get some honest opinions. Like, is Isaiah Thomas very annoying? Is Kevin Love like a little wussy? Like, yep. what do you think about his tummy bug? Things like that. It would yep. be very interesting to hear him come out and just slam all of his teammates. Yeah. Do you think he'd go after Tyrone Lue, the coach? What coach? coach yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he does nothing. He's just he's just a face with, just, with nothing else behind him. And not him. a very nice face. Ever. Yes. Um, now, one other thing that's happened in the past week, which I think is very interesting when we are discussing all things LeBron, is that Nike is set to release a Hollywood-themed LeBron James shoe. Ooh, uh, how do you mean? Like, as in, like, they'll have the the words Hollywood spelt out, or is he going to have H on one foot and W on the other? Uh, truth be told, I haven't done enough uh, kind of re- research into this, but yes, I think that's roughly what will be happening. Let's speculate madly, because yes. that's what we're all about here on the of Defensive course. Rebound. So, my, my assumption is that this is hinting towards a LA Lakers move. Obviously, Hollywood Lakers, those two go almost hand in hand. Yep. Uh, I think that what's really going to happen is that once LeBron ends up in with LA with the, with the Lakers, he will be where he and all his teammates will be wearing these Hollywood themed shoes. I think what he'll do is he'll only make them in size ten and above. Yeah. So therefore, Isaiah Thomas won't have a shoe to wear, and therefore won't have a place on the roster. So then he won't have to continue playing with Isaiah Thomas. Okay, very interesting. My, my thoughts are the most famous thing that's happened in Hollywood in recent years is the fappening. Which, for rebounders that aren't aware, that was where a whole bunch of nude photos of Hollywood celebrities was, were leaked, yes. including people like Jennifer Lawrence, 
yes. and people like that. So have you I looked at these photos? Absolutely not. That would be a breach of all of those people's privacy. Of course. Please continue. Um, and I think that LeBron will be wearing the naked photos of Jennifer Lawrence on his shoes as he runs uh, around. Very good. Just so, giving something to what, like look out for. You know, as he's going up for that dunk and his mm. legs are in the air, you just see a little bit of. You know, Jennifer Lawrence vagina. Yeah, of course. And what we might also see is we might see a little camera at the end of the shoe. So we an upskirting kind of opportunity with the shoe as well. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we're all about here. Exactly right. Especially with, you know, all the, the pretty people who sit in the front row, you know, for Lakers games. He can just wander over, pretend like he's saying hello. Next thing you know, photos are all over the internet. LeBron's Beautiful. making millions. That's so Hollywood. I mean, that's how the Kardashians got famous. Yes. And he's going to be going to the home of the Kardashians. So it all comes together very nicely. It certainly does. Now, a few other things that have happened in regards to LeBron and Hollywood. LeBron, please. LeBron, apologies. Uh, You might not be aware, Breakaway, but LeBron James is actually planning... LeBron James is planning to voice a character in the upcoming animated film, Smallfoot. Have you heard about this? I haven't at all. So he's going to be voicing a character, Gwangi. Gwangi. Yes, so obviously he will have to be based in... Los Angeles for this filming or for the voicing of this film. I mean, it's all coming together. You've got your shoes, you've got your billboards, and now you've got a movie role. Yes. It's clear that he's indicating where he's going to be going to. I agree. Uh, what sort of character is Guwanji? So it is a close relative of Bigfoot. Oh, I see. But it's a smaller version? Uh, and I believe that a similar size. LeBron wouldn't settle for anything smaller than Bigfoot size. So basically... In short, the film is about this family of Bigfoots who believe they saw a human and there's rumours that humans exist and there's myths around that. And so there's eventually they come across humans and they prove that humans are real. So humans in this film are called small feet. Oh, I see. Very interesting. Perhaps never give it another sort of movie review again. Oh, no, that was very good. I think it was terrible. Movies in 30 seconds of... (laughs) Sideline. Um, <laughs> That'll be the new segment. That'll be the new segment. I think it's interesting to see as well. Obviously, you've got LeBron with his budding movie career. You've mm-hmm. had Trainwreck and now you've got Gwangi. Yes. And as we talked about last week, Blake Griffin with his new website, blakegriffin.com. Oh, what happens on the website? Not a lot. It's basically just got his uh, investment opportunities, his basketball reel, and also the movies he's been in. Oh, yes. All of the movies have been terrible. Mm, There's a, a recent one that's come out. I mean, he's he's not a great actor. Would you like to give us a quick 30-second review, an overview of the film? No. Okay. Thank yeah. you for declining. Uh, do you think there's also possibly a webcam of Detroit in this website? I think that would be very interesting, just yeah, showing it's, the... It's a movie. It's a bleak... show called Cops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Detroit. Yeah, just a bleak view of Blake Griffin's new life. Absolutely. Now, I think one thing that will really be driving LeBron's decision as to where he goes this coming season, will be the desire to win another ring. So we know we know he's won three championships in his career, and it really seems to haunt him every time he doesn't win. Yeah. So one thing that did happen in the off-season was LeBron was watching one of his sons play at a local uh, in a local basketball competition, and then halfway through the game, the opposition fans started chanting Warriors at LeBron. Ooh. So they'd kind of been distracted from the actual game obviously low scoring kind of child's game no one's really interested who cares about kids anyway and so they really hit LeBron where it hurts and that's of course bringing up the most recent lost final series against the Warriors so you think that he'll be looking for a team I think that's not really a rebuilding project but more of a team that will see a win now or in the immediate future uh, sort of potential I think so which is Probably what Houston is and probably what Philadelphia is very close to being. Okay, but Lakers, not so much. I don't think so. What would you say to the recent news if LeBron was to join LA Lakers and Isaiah Thomas was to stay there about the news that Isaiah Thomas has changed his jersey number? Ooh, 
That's very suspicious. He's Please moved tell me more. from seven to three. Ooh. Both quite unlucky numbers, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and there's no official reason why he did it. I think it's uh, reflecting realities that he's about 40% of the player he has recently been. Okay. Uh, he's not very good. But hopefully we'll see going from seven to three, we'll have a bit more success. You know, yeah. he used to be Mr. Fourth Quarter. Now maybe he's going to be Mr. Third Quarter. Or perhaps. Because you can't be Mr. Seventh Quarter. That no. doesn't work out. Every, every second game in the yes. third quarter, he was playing well. Yeah. Uh, Which is about right, actually. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's that for the Lakers. But there's a lot of other pieces mm. you've got to juggle there, Lakers. Who will they keep hold on to? Who else can they sign? Yes. It's very interesting to see. It certainly is. And the other thing that we're overlooking, perhaps, in the Los Angeles area is the other LA team, the Clippers. Oh, yes. Particularly with their new sponsorship deal. Oh, of course. Now, they signed a new deal with the great dating app Bumble. So we know that, obviously, LeBron James already has quite a link with Bumble. Obviously, spends a lot of time, as we've already spoken about, in the back of his driver's car, swiping swiping right, swiping left. Uploading dick pics, getting titty shots, things like that. Of course. And what else is Bumble for? Yeah. You're on on Bumble, aren't you? Oh, of course. Yes. Rebounders will easily find me. You won't have to look very far. Uh, I've obviously got the premium account, so I come up very quickly and very early. Just Um, like most things, you come very quickly. Of course. Uh, Now... Now, one, one thing that both companies came out uh, came out and said after the agreement was reached was that both sides are striving to advance to, towards gender equality, which I know the Clippers are all about. Uh, and how they, many how many female players do the Clippers have on their roster? Uh, and so they are now using the hashtag Stronger With Her. Okay. So did you ask a question? I, I missed that. <laughs> Sorry, it must be mansplaining something. Okay, yes. Uh, so it's a very interesting deal. Now watching, having just watched one of the most recent Clipper games, we saw constantly coming up on the electronic billboards, Bumble. That's all it said. Didn't kind of give them any more details, but obviously what I would really like to see on those billboards is the players on the bench just having their, you know, kind of images of what they're currently swiping on the billboards and then really getting like a... Getting the crowd a to scream out yes or no. Yeah, of course. And great half, half-time entertainment opportunities, great kind of engagement with the crowd. And I think you can really kind of signal towards players just by everyone leaning in one direction or the other as to know which way they should be swiping. See, I think a really good in- an idea might be for to get all of the Clippers players, just regardless of their marital status, to get yes. on Bumble. Yes. To give LA fans an opportunity to find them on Bumble and potentially match. I agree. I mean... Boban Majanovic, I believe is his name. He's the backup center for the yes. Clippers. He's about seven foot two. I mean, he would be have, he would have an absolute monster down there. And oh, I'm certainly. sure he is looking for some lovely ladies in LA. Of course. And that mullet just screams sexy. I don't know how anyone could turn him down. Absolutely. So I think it'd be great to get the Clippers onto Bumble, yep. get people swiping, hooking up with them. It'd be a, you know, a match made in heaven. I agree. And even Doc Rivers should certainly get on Bumble and really kind of give it a good go and really kind of. Embrace the brand that is the new Clippers. Absolutely. Now, following the recent signature, the recent deal with Bumble, I expect to see many kind of RSI injuries with the the Clippers franchise, a lot of kind of finger injuries and whatnot. I think that's going to hold them back. But one thing that we have seen recently is another obscure injury. So did you hear about Rudy Gay? No, I haven't. He burst his eardrum mid-game. Ah, I mean, this is quite a strange injury. What happened? Did you get a ball thrown at him? Uh, No, just listening too hard, I think. He was... Obviously, there's a bit of a language barrier being a Frenchman. Uh, I think it'll go bad. I, didn't, no, Rudy, I think, Rudy, I think you're thinking of Tony Parker. Oh, probably. They're very similar players. Yeah, you know, gay. You think French. Yes, of yeah. course. Uh, so, he's yeah. so happy. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So Rudy Gay burst his eardrum mid-game. Wasn't sure if he could return. All this speculation about whether he'd play the next game or not. Of course, because it's a burst eardrum, he could, because it really doesn't make a difference to his playing ability. Um, 
But yeah, how does one burst an eardrum during an NBA game? I mean, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that, that Greg Popovich is actually post-military. So he used to be in the Air Force or the Army. I mean, of course, there they train you and they yell mm. at you and they scream at you. And Popovich is quite renowned for being quite a stern taskmaster. Yes. And it's possible that, as you say, Rudy Gay was sort of just leaning in with maybe one ear a bit too close rather Possibly. than the other, rather than face on. Yeah. And Popovich was just sort of giving both barrels and uh, and blew out an eardrum. It's possible. Maybe he was, you know, uh, kind of introducing another famous army tradition where you piss in someone's ear. Yeah. So maybe the amount of urine and just urea in general kind of led to the, the popped eardrum. I mean, we can only speculate here. Well, we certainly will. Uh, and that brings up an interesting point there with the Spurs. Spurs have recently play, not been playing that well. Yes. And there is a possibility that the Spurs, for the first time in about 14 years, might not make the playoffs. Yeah, it's very interesting because for the first half of the season, they were well and truly in third place, a very comfortable third place, a fair way off the top two, but a long way from fourth spot. And it looked like they were just going to cruise through and you know, have a you know, relatively kind of... In, at least in recent years, a relatively similar kind of playoff approach. Yeah. Uh, but now it appears that now in seventh spot and only just holding on to this, a spot in the top eight, that, you know, with, with their recent form, they're, they're not going to finish in the top eight. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting position in the mm. West generally. You've got pretty much four or five teams, mm. well, f- f- five teams really going for the last two positions in the West. I yes. would say that Thunder are probably a lock. I would agree. Uh, and then you've got the Timberwolves, the Spurs, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Jazz yes. vying for two spots. That's right. And so I think that... Three, sorry. Three spots. Yeah. And so I think the Timberwolves are probably the closest thing after the Oklahoma City Thunder to a lock. Yep. I think the Pelicans are also a, you know, a little bit iffy, even though they're in fourth spot at the moment, given that DeMarcus Cousins is out for the season and Anthony Davis is kind of injury woes are starting to become more and more prevalent. And so yep. that could be an issue. If he misses a lot more game time over the next 15 games, then we could see the Pelicans potentially fall out as well. So my, I, I anticipate that he'll be able to keep his body together enough until the playoffs and then it'll probably fall apart as it seems to be Usual every year. Usual for New Orleans, yeah. Yep, yeah, that's exactly right. So I think that the Pelicans, the Thunder and the Timberwolves will kind of round out the main spots in the top six. Yep. And then when it comes to the last two spots, I expect that the Jazz will continue their good form and make it into the eight. And then I think it's going to be between the Clippers and the Nuggets, meaning that the Spurs will miss out, in in my opinion. Okay. I So as you might have remembered from the first, very first podcast of this series, I put the Nuggets as one of my hot train teams of the season. Uh, unfortunately, the, the train, much like most things in America, the infrastructure's fallen apart. Yes. Things aren't going so well, obviously. So they're kind of falling off the hype train. So I'm actually mm. pushing them outside of my eight. Are you? I think that the Spurs will fall out and we're going to see the Jazz and the Clippers come in there. Okay, interesting. All right, so that will mean that we'll probably have potentially a Rockets versus Clippers first round and potentially a Nuggets versus Warriors first round. Do you think either of those two teams troubling the top two teams? Not at all. Not even slightly. So is this conversation irrelevant after the first week of the finals? Pretty much. Yes. But the one relevant conversation we need to come back to is the Pelicans. Now, I believe recently there was a game where, as you said, Davis injured himself or he's a bit shady about his injury and uh, he got some some words of encouragement as it were. He certainly did. So at halftime, he was struggling with an oblique injury and it looked like he wouldn't return to the second half and DeMarcus Cousins hobbles over to him with obviously his Achilles injury and says to him, if you're not getting back on that fucking court, you better give me your fucking Achilles. 
Mm. Well said. Well <laughs> Absolutely. Said and I believe Davis did come on in the second did. half, and he those, had a huge second half. He certainly did. So those poetic words from DeMarcus Cousins really inspired Davis to get back on the court and play some top-level basketball. Uh, but before, we, we can't just leave that there, because I think DeMarcus Cousins is laboring under an illusion that human anatomy can be sort of swapped oh, yes. out like you're in operation or something. Of course, he gets a little confused around the trade period when players just move between clubs. <laughs> he thinks you can do similar things with body parts. I'll trade you one of DeAndre Jordan's arms for one of Isaiah Thomas's knees. All right, that's a deal. <laughs> and it would be great to be able to see these mismatched players on the court. I think it would really add a lot to the NBA. Adding like Boban's arms to Isaiah Thomas and then oh, sort of scraping along the floor. It'd be fantastic. We'd almost see Bigfoot, Smallfoot come to life on the NBA court. Absolutely. Which is probably what LeBron James is ultimately pushing for. But uh, we're not quite ready for that. So, DeMarcus, no. just letting you know, you can't just swap out pieces of the human anatomy for another. Because he was proposing to deal with Draymond Green around penises. That's right. But it got knocked back by Draymond for yeah, a few reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Sideline, the other big thing that I saw this week was that the Rockets, who have been playing incredible basketball, yes. were on a 17-game win streak. Mm. Uh, they were up against the Raptors recently, and the streak ended. It did, and it not only ended at the end of the game, but it almost ended at half time. Now, what happened, we obviously saw a lot of love from Drake, especially of recent times in, in Toronto, because the Raptors are winning, and Drake seems to kind of be more present during good win streaks. Of good, course, good like games. any great bandwagon fan, yes. he is there to support them when they're doing well. And they are doing very well. So he is very much supporting them. So at halftime, Drake actually announced over the PA system, the streak was over. Okay, so, so the, not referring to like a nudie streak? No. Def- definitely referring to the Rockets Everyone streak. was streaking, but that's just Toronto in general. Yep. No, he was certainly referring to the 17-game win streak of the Rockets, which at the time... The Raptors were up by, I think, 13 points at the break. So enough to think that they were in a good position, but not enough to, you know, comfortably say that they were definitely going to win. But they did go into hold on to that three-point lead in the end and win the game. So it was still, it was a good call by Drake. Absolutely. And Drake actually had more influence than just this halftime premonition. Uh, in the last five seconds, the Rockets were down by three. They had the ball and they were trying to inbound it from the sideline to get a three-point off okay. to go to overtime. And Trevor Reza was the Rockets player on the mm. sideline. He has the ball. He's looking to inbound it. And who happened to be on the courtside seats just behind him, whispering in his ear? Drake himself. Oh, of course. Uh, putting him off. Nobody's quite sure. Like, my lip-reading skills aren't up to scratch. Okay. But you could sort of imagine the sort of things that he was whispering to Trevor Reza. Hotline bling. I'll hold you forever. Passion fruit. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, other Black Drake Tuesdays. songs. Tuesdays. Etc. 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 And it sort of did the trick because it wasn't a great inbound pass, mm. and then the Rockets missed the shot. Yes. So I mean, how much, how much credit is Drake ultimately due for this? Uh, well, I mean, Demar Derozan has been playing quite well of late, but not as well as Drake. So I think that when it comes to, you know, the MVP vote and those kind of things, I think Drake's still in contention. I'm going to say that this game goes entirely down next to Drake in terms of the win column. Okay, interesting. So he will probably get the Drake Award for maximum Drakeness? I would say so, yes. He's certainly the, the top Drake contender. Very interesting. Now, the other thing we saw this week's sideline is something that's going to cause a retraction here on the inoffensive Ooh. rebound. which is First ever retraction. I first ever retraction. And official. probably the last ever? I'm hoping it'll be the last ever. I'm going to say it's the last ever. Um, and it's, it's out to probably one of my least favourite centres. It's Dwight Howard. Of course. Who is your least favourite centre? Uh, and there's Cantor. Okay. Of course. He's my third least favourite Turkish player in the league. Yes. Um, so Dwight Howard, as rebounders might remember, 
in the off-season, I believe, sideline, told everyone that he had been working on his three-point shot. He had been telling everyone that. Uh, and Anyone uh, who would listen, which unfortunately turned out to be us. Yeah, it was we just regret us. That and we did listen. Yes. Uh, and Dwight, up until pretty much this point, up until this week, sorry, hadn't really taken any shots in, mm. in the game and certainly hadn't hit any. He was zero for zero. Yes. Uh, until this week when at the end of a quarter he took a free thro- throw, uh, sorry, a three-point shot. Yes. And it was splash. It was just touch nothing mm. but net. It was a very nice shot. And held held the pose afterwards as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so in an earlier podcast, I said that I would fight Dwight because he's not taking his shots. But obviously he heard this and he was yes, scared. Of course. So Dwight, as you wish, the fight invite has been officially revoked. Okay, so called off. No fight. No, no fight. Card, no nothing. Nothing. Only canter at this stage, really. Okay, so that... that- Fight's still on the cards? It still is. I'm still waiting for his people to get back to my people, but it's mm. in the works. We might need a translator to get this one sorted out. Well, my accent isn't that thick. Okay. Um, so one other thing that has happened in the NBA world this week is once again related to Mark Cuban. Oh, of course. Now, this week, after the large sexual assault, assault complaints against the entire Dallas Mavericks organization... Except for the players. Except for the players, <laughs> yes. We really need to point that out. Yeah. Um, there has been a sexual assault allegation against Mark Cuban himself, the owner. Yes. So back in 2011, uh, a woman has alleged that Mark Cuban assaulted him, assaulted her sexually. And so Mark Cuban has come out and said, I'll take a lie detector to prove I didn't do this. Took a lie detector test and the lie detector test suggested that he did not assault this lady in the nightclub. Well, it is possible, though, that the Mark Cuban believes his own bullshit. Oh, yes, of course. And there are also the numerous other issues that polygraph tests have. Yes, of course, like not actually being reliable. Yes. So rather than opening up at a police investigation in this matter, he's just come out and said, I'll just take a lie detector test. That's exactly right. And I can imagine in somewhere like Texas as well, that sort of attitude and that response would have gone down terrifically. I would think so, yes. Okay, so that's all we really need to do is take the lie detector test. Yeah, of course. So you calling him guilty sideline? Uh, Absolutely. Okay, interesting. I got to say, better for the doubt here... The only person that Mark Cuban really loves is his is himself. Ooh, did he sexually assault himself? I think he probably did. I agree. We let's get him back on the lie detector test. Absolutely, Mark Cuban. Have you ever assaulted yourself? I would. I would like to see that. I would like to see him defend himself against himself in court. Who would win? Oh, I, I'm back in Cuban. It would be like Jesus against the inedible burrito. Please explain. No further explanation. Okay, good. I think I understand now that you say that. Um, But yeah, so the story of this sexual assault is pretty horrible. This lady said that he sort of grabbed, he put his hand down the back of her pants, I believe, and and touched her inappropriately. But again, I don't see Mark Cuban as the sort of person that likes touching other people. What kind of person do you see him as? Touching himself. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, So all of these things, I'm not sort of calling bullshit Mm. on this claim. I think it should be thoroughly investigated by the police and the such. And not just by the Dallas Mavericks and their polygraph test, but mm. uh, I've got my I've got my doubts about its veracity. Well, I'm a big believer in that you should only have sex with someone you love, and which is why Mark Cuban should over, only ever masturbate. Okay, excellent. Yes. Or what about you know flipping it and putting it in your own butthole? Or if, if he has that flexibility, go right ahead. Okay, excellent. Does that count as masturbation? No. No. Okay. That's just self love. That's okay. All right, so now that we are looking at the next week breakaway, what games are you excited for? Well, the games that I'm particularly excited for are those that are between those teams that are struggling for a top eight finish. Oh, um, such as? Well, 
if you just let me explain why I'm so interested in this. So we've got on Tuesday, we've got the Rockets against the Spurs. This is an all-Texas matchup. Mm. What impact Mark Cuban's sexual assault allegations is going to have is going to be huge. Yes. Whether the Spurs can actually win, I'll be very interested in as well. Do you anticipate that any Mavs players will take a lie detector game, uh, lie detector test during any of their upcoming games? Uh, I think so. Mainly Dirk Nowitzki. He's got yep. some answers, of yes. course. We've been pushing for answers, Dirk. Where were you? Where were you during those six years? Anyway, the other games I've got my eye on are Clippers against the Bulls, and it's the same day Sorry, that the Pistons play the Jazz. So two games that you think those teams, the Jazz and the Clippers, will win heartily, but Mm. if they don't, it will have big ramifications going forward. And just quickly on the Pistons, do you expect them to make the playoffs? Uh, No, I don't. Okay. I I think their season is pretty much all done and dusted. Yeah, pretty much ever since they took Blake Griffin on, it seems to have gone downhill. Absolutely. Uh, so the games I'm looking forward to, I'm actually looking forward to a lot of Wizard games this week. So they are playing the Timberwolves, the Celtics, and the Pacers. So I think they're going to be very interesting games because the Wizards have shown a lot of promise and shown that they can really kind of cause some trouble potentially in the playoffs. Some magic on the court, as it were? Potentially. Yeah. Not from Orlando, though. Okay. Okay. Um, but playing the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves have been up and down at times, so I think that's a game they can certainly win. Then they play the Celtics, which, you know, Celtics are pretty much the benchmark in the East along with the Raptors. And then they play the Pacers, who surprisingly have the same number of wins this year as the Wizards, which is quite quite interesting given that, you know, you look at the Wizards season, you think it's quite good, but then you look at the Pacers season, you're like, oh, not much is happening there. But realistically, they've been on par with each other. Very interesting. Uh, And do you think that the Pacers are going to make the playoffs? I think that's my big thing. I think they will. Oh, very interesting. Do you agree? I agree. Excellent. And with that bombshell rebounders, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated with all the, the news and the top eight. And until we see you next week, we'll catch you on the rebound.